Broadway is back in Atlanta. Hamilton opened at the Fox Theater after a 17-month delay because of COVID. Donna and our 15-year-old daughter Charlotte were there for opening night. The details coming up. My name is Cadillac Jack. I joined Atlanta Radio when I was 19 years old, put in a loyal 26 years. Welcome to My Second Act. I'm Preston Thompson. I'm the producer of the My Second Act podcast, a University of Alabama graduate and the show's resident millennial. And my name's Donna and I'm Caddy's wife. And yes, we went to uh, Hamilton last night. It was opening night at the Fox Theater here in Atlanta, which is one of the oldest venues in the entire country. Um, and so Hamilton had been delayed for 17 months. Yeah. And um, one of my other jobs is I sell the, um, it's called a playbill, but we call it Encore here in Atlanta. And um, we had sold all the ads and it was the last book that we sold. And then we found out that we, and we kept like thinking it's going to happen. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. And the Fox was trying so hard and then it was canceled because of COVID. And so people have been holding their tickets for a year and a half. For 17 months. Yeah. Advertisers, for the most part, everybody stayed in because they believe in the production they wanted to be in it and they wanted to wait and so last night was opening night and I went into it cautiously optimistic you know for the Fox for the performance um, for my experience I've seen Hamilton twice before Um, Charlotte had seen it on TV but she had never seen it live and um, they the Fox did an amazing job an amazing job you know everybody got through um, and people were so happy and like patient and kind. Although I did tell you when the doors opened, there was a little bit of a running of the bulls, you know? Why why do you think that was though? I just think, I think that I was telling you, I think COVID has made people anxious Like a nervous energy. Yeah, it's weird. You know, it's like, I don't know. I I feel like people are like, I got to get to my seat. I got to get to my seat. And I, you know, there's going to be extra hoops I'm going to have to jump through when I get in, which there really wasn't. So no vaccination proof. No, no proof of vaccination. Masks, you yes. had to have, as you entered, did you have to wear them during the performance? Yes. The entire performance? The entire performance. Okay. Um, and I will say, looking around, I just, uh, it struck me that it's just a different way to live and to see live performances and live music. We're all sitting around with our masks on. Now, when I had to drink my wine, I had to take it off a little bit. Um, so yours was off more than it was on during Probably, the yeah. But, and, you know, and so um, there was that. And, you know, some things have changed. The way we give out our books, ushers used to give them out. They're now in kiosks. They're self-serve kiosks, which I have to tell you, people were picking up 10, 11 at a time. Let's let's hit pause and explain what a book is, because people hear you talk about Encore and we mentioned Playbill. The book is basically the little magazine that you're yes. given when you walk in the door. And most people keep it as a souvenir because it's free as yeah. opposed to a $55 T-shirt or something. Yeah, absolutely. And it's one of the most um, photographed things of any Broadway. Everybody takes a picture of themselves holding their playbill or again, encore here in Atlanta. And um, it is part of equity, actors equity, that there is a playbill, that there is a book for every Broadway performance because they have to have their bios in it. They have to have their headshots. That's part of act actors equity and so you as one of your jobs you sell the advertising as director of sales for encore that's right to atlanta businesses yeah so and normally the ushers hand them out but like i said people it was a self-serve kiosk which caused a lot of people were like where's my i need my playbill i need my playbill you know people are used to having it um but it went great and i will tell you when the lights went down and the curtain opened and they came out and they started i like everybody rose up out of their seats and stood up 
Nobody stands up at the beginning of a Broadway performance. And like tears were kind of, run- I, I mean, I felt a couple of tears come out of my eyes. And, and I looked around and I saw other people and it was just this joyfulness that live music and productions and the energy is back and the energy from the stage. You know, I haven't seen a concert yet. It's been a long time since you and I've seen a concert. I've, I've done smaller things like we've done, right. but I haven't been to a large scale concert. And it was just, you know, it was just impressive. And, and everybody, there was nobody there, I don't think, that was jaded. You know, sometimes when you've, you've seen a Broadway production before, you're like, eh, you know, I'm, I'm here for it, but I'm not really here for it. Everybody was so into it. And the performers were and cheering and clapping after every single song. I mean, which people always do. And people are very fanatical about Hamilton. But this was this was more also in a weird way, a love letter to the city of Atlanta, because this particular performance of Hamilton is the first Broadway performance to hit a stage the one last night anywhere in America. So it was kind of like a love letter to the arts that thank God we're back. And I kept thinking about these people on stage and and how this is their livelihood and how long it's probably been since, you know, they've been on stage and it was, there were no missteps. There were no miscues. It sounded great. If you're holding tickets in any city that you're listening to, I encourage you to go. And Hamilton's a great one to take. If you have teenagers or, you know, kids that age, take them to it. They're enamored by the production they kind of if they're history geeks they love that part of it so it was great y'all were coming back home and i sent charlotte a text our 15 year old daughter i said how was it how was it she said amazing she said dad thomas jefferson is hot he is in his in in her text to me i was like wow there's your takeaway yeah thomas jefferson is hot dad i mean have you ever heard that in history i have not only in hamilton but yeah it was great three week run here in atlanta right yep and uh, it also opened this week in la because i saw where j-lo and um yeah ben affleck Yep. We're out there for opening night. So Broadway is back. And listen, the energy on any opening night is hyped up and it's it's just it, it's at a, a high level. But an opening night after being dark and off stage for nearly two, 17 months, nearly two years. I can't imagine what it was like to be backstage, yeah. you know, before before the curtain goes up last night and, and all of the actors and actresses. And I mean, just uh, um, Broadway's back. We're excited about that because it also helps us financially. Yeah, that's right. Uh, some other things going on this week. Um, Starbucks is expected to drop its oh, pumpkin boy. spice latte offerings today. If you're listening on upload date, now you know that Tuesday, August 24th. Like you know what you call it, right? I don't. You, you don't no. go through that whole thing. What do you call it? Preston knows. I'm not a Starbucks. I've never, I've never had a cup of coffee in my life. It's a PSL. It's a PSL. Kind like an I- you got to abbreviate latte. it like all okay. the kids. All right. yeah. yeah, like okay. the kids right. do. If you go in, you're like, may I have a pumpkin spice latte? All right. well, and they're would. like, what's your name? Karen. You know what yeah. I mean? For your cup. You're like, I need a PSL to help my IPO. Okay. New York Governor Andrew Cuomo officially stepped down last night after the sexual harassment scandal. And the college football season kicks off this Saturday. So ready. Also in the news, um, Devastation in parts of Tennessee. 22 people were killed after storms uh, went through parts of Tennessee. Um, one of those 22 was Loretta Lynn's farmhand at her dude ranch. So explain with this area where, because I was asking you, like, where is this area? Like, how far is it from Nashville? It's, it's kind of a, is it more of a rural area? Very rural. Okay. It's uh, about an hour and a half southwest of Nashville off I-40. Hurricane Mills, I think is the city. Okay. Um, but just, uh, uh, Loretta posted something on their Facebook page Sunday 
after uh, he was like trying to move some animals and some some horses and things and just just swept away. Well, I saw where flooding. houses were literally like people were in their houses and they were lifted off their foundation from the water. Talk about scary. Another big weather story in New York City. The uh, the hurricane. What did they call this one, Don? Uh, I can't remember. It was such a basic name. Um, Jeff. Something like that. Yeah, yeah. We'll call it Hurricane Jeff. During the homecoming concert in Central Park Saturday night, which featured all kinds of artists. Bruce Springsteen was there and Paul Simon, Elvis Costello. Was this on your radar at all? It wasn't. Me either. It was, I had no idea. I turned it on York, and I'm like, is this like Live Aid? Like, what What was it for? Just a kind of a return to... You mean the homecoming concert? Yeah. Yeah. It was that, that Actually, yeah, it was a free show yeah. in, in Central Park. And it was to celebrate the fact that, that we're, New York City is back. Sort of. Sort of. Yeah. So Barry Manilow is mid-song. You're going to hear the clip right here. Barry Manilow's mid-song, Can't Smile Without You. I mean, he's up there doing his thing. What does Reba do? The shuffle ball step? If Barry Manilow is doing the shuffle ball step, I, I want to see it. And they have to break in, they being the PA announcer in Central Park, and, and tell everyone to to basically run for cover. Here's the clip. Attention. Attention. Please pay close attention to the following safety message. Now listen. Barry's not stopping, as you can hear there. That is, that, this is this is the actual audio. Yeah, he's not going to stop. Part. He is, he's continuing yeah. to sing. Can't smile without you. Due to approaching severe weather, all persons should move quickly and calmly. Barry clearly got the message at some point right there when you hear him, or they pulled the plug on Barry Manlow. Okay, question for the yeah, panel. Let's finish it out. Hang on. Okay. To the nearest exit and proceed to your vehicles and protected areas outside of the event site. Please seek shelter for your safety. So evacuate Central Park. And Barry Manilow is... Calmly. Yeah. I mean, a couple of questions from the panel. When you hear that and you're like, evacuate safely, are you, again, you're getting that run on, like that full... It's kind of like that thing we were talking about before, like you're doing the Olympic. Right. The like, um, the, fa- the, the fast, fast walking. Yeah. yeah. You're like, got to get out of here. Tornado coming. Here's the other thing. Was that Cuomo on the loudspeaker? No, that was it not It sounded was like it. It did. That's he's his like, second act. Attention. He's the, he's the PA announcer at Central Park. <laughs> attention. Please, this is what he said. Please leave calmly and do not Can't fondle. Smile without, you do the announcement. I'll be Barry yeah. on stage. Okay. Can't smile Please leave calmly. You. Try not to fondle anyone on your way All out. All right. Okay. Yeah. Crazy. Did your mama bathe you every yes. night when you were yes. a child? Yes. And I, I bathed my children. Do you think it's necessary, though? Well, okay. A couple things. I did not bathe them when they were at summer camp. You know how they'd come home and their hair would just be like. You mean like not not sleepaway camp? But, sleep, but no, like, sleepaway okay. camp. Yeah. Don't bathe them because you're not in control. The other place that gets a little tricky for kids is when you go to like Universal or Disney World. If you have a girl and they have long hair. Remember how Charlotte would get like roller coaster hair? And she'd be sitting in the um, stroller and you're like, okay, what? It was like cotton candy. Mm-hmm. Like, where did this come from? I mean, it probably had cotton candy in it because they eat right, like yeah, sticky stuff yeah. and then they put their hands their in their nose. hair. Oh, my yeah. God. Like you don't even know. And then they're upside down on a ride and you're just like, whatever. But other than that, yeah, I bathe my kids. This is a story, a parenting story that uh, has been gaining some legs for about a week now after uh, celebrities like Ashton Kutcher and, and uh, his wife, uh, Mila. Mila Kunis and Kristen Bell. And she's married to Dak Shepard, I yes. believe. Um, they admitted on Dax Shepard's podcast that they do not wash their six-year-old and four-year-olds daily. 
If you can see dirt on them, Ashton said, clean them. Otherwise, there's no point. Okay, that's nasty. Now, you know, with boys, okay, with any teenagers, when they get older. At post-puberty. You have you to must, remind them. You must. Right, but you, you must shower You have to remind day, them. Yeah, if not yeah. twice. Yeah. Put deodorant on. Let's, yeah. Let's, yeah. Clean everything. Yep. Brush your teeth. I'm a big fan of waiting for the stink. There's your episode title right there, PT. Write that down. Once you catch a whiff, that's biology's way of letting you know you need to clean it up. But this caused outrage from parents. Celebrity white folks bragging about not showering have the privilege of not worrying about stereotypes. They're inherently dirty. Black folks don't have that luxury. Most of us were raised to be obsessively clean because we always have to present well for white folks. It has become, and we're not going to go into this, although I just did. It has become a, a little bit of a race thing, th- this conversation about um about bathing your kids. A pediatrician, Donna, has come out now and says that we should all hold on, that Ashton and Mila may be onto something. The pediatrician said that kids need baths only when dirty or at least once a week. If a daily bath routine works for your family, you should use plain water and skip the bubble bath. I don't know about this. I, I just don't know that I agree with this. I mean, I get, I, I understand what they're saying, but I mean, kids get yucky. They sweat. They get into things. They get dirty. They get smelly. They get food on them. I mean, and there's nothing better than when like you get in bed like at night when your kid's little and you snuggle with them and they've had like the that bath. Yeah. They smell like a little new puppy instead of like a stinky old dog like Sally. Oh, mm. can you imagine? What about the natural oils, though, that your body produce? I mean, is that is that enough to carry no. you through a week no. without no. showering? Then their hair's greasy. Dotting your rooter and your tutor. OK. And here's the thing. Sponging it. I think that like when kids go to school. Like if you were that parent, then somebody might make fun of them. Like their hair's greasy or they're, you know, I, I just, I don't know. I mean, I certainly agree that there's a, a, there's misinformation that like if you have, when you're a teenager, if you have, God forbid, you go through like an acne stage or something, it's because you're unclean or something like that. That's different than cleaning your body. Now, I will say like when I get a blowout, I do not wash my hair for like a couple of days. Because you've invested $32. That's caused some drama with our girls. They're like, okay, that's gross. Do you shower? I'm like, I shower, but I put put one of those things on your head. Like a 90 year old, like a shower cap. Yeah. Yeah. But that's different. You got to clean your body. Remember the four B's at bedtime. Bath, brush, book, and bed. bed. I just just want to think it's going to be something dirty, but it's not. The four B's. All right. Remember that. Uh-huh. Anything else? Bath, brush. Do you do all that? Bath, uh, brush. I don't know. Do you, you bathe. You take a lot of showers. No, I got to pee in there, poop. Okay. Um, but you do take a lot of showers. I do. Listen, during the summertime, I'll shower yeah. twice a day. Uh, some Yeah. Just because. I, I don't like to go to bed and be sweaty and, and smelly. And, 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 you know, I'm not out laying pipe or anything during the day or, you know, doing landscaping. Yeah. Bath, <laughs> brush, book, bed. Bed. The four Ps. Okay. Jennifer is a pot peep for this episode of the My Second Act podcast. She reached out wanting the promo code for dinner fair in her first order. And I said, hey, listen, here it is. Thank you so much for supporting our sponsors of the podcast. And she basically said, Jennifer lives in Milton. And she basically said, listen, with school back 
in session and, and you know trying to get back to the normal routine, I'm I'm looking for something to help me out in the afternoon with dinner that makes it uh, much more efficient and much easier to uh, prepare for the family. And I said, well, listen, you're going to love dinner affair. I said uh, to Jennifer, I said, what two meals that you ordered are you looking most forward to? And she said, pork tenderloin and orange chicken. Yeah, those are great. That pork tenderloin is awesome. You can do that pork tenderloin on a grill. You can put it in a crock pot. You can cook it all day if you want. You can broil it in the, in, in the yeah. oven. Yeah, I mean, however you want to cook it. Put some like potatoes and carrots with it. Oh, gosh, that's such a great like meal. And it's not kids. I'm sorry, it's animals. Jennifer says, I have too many animals and hate cooking, so hopefully this will help. But if you have kids and in your routine, you're just stretched right now between carpool and after-school activities and uh, sports practices and things like that, then uh, Dinner Affair can help you get dinner on the table in under 30 minutes, two to three steps, and you're done. Yeah, but I think it's also a great example that you don't have to have a large family or a bunch of kids to order Dinner Affair. If there's two of you and you're just tired of eating out, there's so many people whose kids have gone back to college and they're empty nesters for the first time and they're like, what do we eat? Like, we don't have to cook for our kids, but you do have to cook for yourself and you don't want to eat out every meal. And so get a smaller package, get a package that serves two or three if you have one hungry person and you still get the $30 off. Free contactless delivery in Atlanta. Dinner Affair does ship nationwide. No contract. Money back guarantee. The promo code is CADDY2021. CADDY, C-A-D-D-Y, 2021 at dinneraffair.com, dinneraffare.com. A small ask of you, please. Number one, hit the subscribe button so you don't miss anything coming up. Number two, invite and encourage three people. We're asking for three. Give us five if you can. Whatever you can spare. Invite them to enjoy the podcast. Listen to the end. You never know what's going to happen at the end of each episode. And show our sponsors some love. Gallery Furniture Gainesville. Hashtag Ask for the Wolfman. Dinner Affair. And don't forget that you can enjoy the Hypes on Playlist next time you fly Delta. Atlanta's hometown airline. Just engage Delta Studio. Then sit back, relax, and enjoy the Caddy and Donna or Donna and Caddy Hype Songs playlists using the Spotify app. It's good. If you're a nervous flyer, music helps. Like, do you have a song that you always listen to? Like, are there songs you listen to when you're flying into certain cities? Because I have them. Or like certain songs that like, if you hit seriously rough turbulence, you listen to. You are really have always been shaky about the turbulence. Oh, um, yeah. I, when we fly into New York two or three times, I love going to New York City. I listen to uh, Jay-Z. Yes. Yeah, Alicia Keys. Yes. Yep. When Crank you're in New York. Yeah, you're coming down through the clouds. Yeah. I heard somebody, and I cannot remember who it was, that said when she hits turbulence, it was a celebrity. I'll look it up for the next pod. But anyway, she listens to Britney Spears because she feels like no plane is going to go down if she's listening to Britney Spears. Like it just, it's not the right, it's not like you're listening to like, you know, a sappy Ed Sheeran song or something. You're like, okay, I'm going down. You know what I mean? But like, if you're listening to Britney Spears, you know, you're not going to go down. You know what I mean? So I always- What you going to add? Well, do you know you want to hear the song I listened to when I hit turbulence? Oh, okay. yes, 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 yes. Okay, I'm sorry. so I listened to the Counting Crows' "Good Night Elizabeth." I don't know that one. It does kind of sound like you could go down though, like "Good Night Elizabeth," like you're going down. Yeah. Anyway, okay. Not goodbye, Elizabeth. Yeah. Good night. Anywho, okay, so I am adding to the Spotify hype song playlist "Cuts Like a Knife" from Brian Adams. I heard it when we were walking in. It just hit me. We were walking in to have dinner. I mean, lunch. We celebrated my mom. She turned eighty-seven. Nana. Um, this past weekend. So we walked in to have lunch and I heard it cranking. It was like driving home this evening. You know that song? Could have swore we had it all worked out. Yeah. Oh, so good. I'm like, dang, I like that song. Nana had her a margarita at 89 years old. Oh my God. Nana had a lot. I had nine deviled eggs. (sighs) I mean, the whole table was just like. That explains something. 
Really? Yeah. That explains a lot. I'm just now connecting the dots after my deviled egg yeah. adventure. Okay. So my niece, Ava, there was like eight of us at the table. My niece, Ava, who's 14, looks across at me and she goes, should Uncle Hyde be eating that many eggs? I'm like, probably not. Yeah. She's like, well, you're going to have to deal with that later. I did. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, back to the hype song. I don't know where we got off there. Go ahead. Ed Sheeran. Mm. Funny that you just Some name, sappy name, name Ed Sheeran. Him. Yes. Uh, you know, Divide in 2017. When that album came out, I didn't know who Ed Sheeran was. And our now 18, was it? No, it was Charlotte. Yeah, it I guess. was Charlotte. Our now 15-year-old daughter, Charlotte, was the one. We, I know we were headed to the beach in Florida. And she said, Dad, do you know Ed Sheeran? I'm, I'm sure I'd heard his name before, but had never really listened to his music. And I listened to that album nonstop for probably uh, six months. We need some new music from Ed Sheeran. And the music that he puts out needs to sound like stuff from the Divide Project. I was going to say, he has put out a few things. He has, but nothing near as good yeah. as Divide. You have those albums that you listen to and they take you back in time to um, you know, a particular time or a particular place. and. Mm. Uh, Huh? Yeah. Okay. Um, so which one are you adding? Divide? Um, Castle on the Hill. Oh. Or no, hang on. Hang I think on. We, no, I'm going to add an album cut. Hang on. Um, I was going to say, I think we have that on the first I want to add. Uh, what was the one? Uh, Should I call Married to an Englishman. No, 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 no. Gal, uh, the Galloway, Galloway Girl. Girl. Galloway yes, Galloway Girl. Girl. Cut number six. Galloway Girl. To the Donna and Caddy. Hypes on playlists on Spotify. Yes, and we were really lucky. We went to, I gave you tickets for Christmas to see Ed Sheeran at Wembley Stadium. And we saw him. And we stood it? on the pitch. We didn't know what the pitch was, but right. it, it's a British term for the pit. Right. Mm-hmm. Great trip. Yeah. Shortly after, like, the world was kind of like, had, was it on fire or something? Like, we were, it was like, there were a lot of security issues. I remember going into Wembley and it was like, it was just a lot of people. I don't think it was anything in particular. I just think that they're on high alert over there all the yeah. time. Yeah. But it ended up fine. Nothing happened to us. Except we got on a double-decker bus to get back to our hotel, yeah. which was in Kensington. And we're down at Wembley, which I don't know if you're even slightly familiar with. It was about a half day away, yeah. it seemed. And we got on the wrong bus and ended up in, I don't even know. Well, if, if you're listening the bowels in, of London. If you're listening in Atlanta to the podcast right now, it would be like winding up suddenly at the Doorville station. Exactly. When you had no idea that, that where you were going. Yeah, you, you forgot had, you, you wind, had to switch trains. Right, and you wind up in Doroville, yeah. of all places. Like, get Doraville off. Stop. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I yeah. added John Party to the Hypes on Playlist a couple of episodes ago. And I wanted to, um, you know, there are people also that can introduce you to music and make you a fan of certain artists or a certain sound of music or genre of music. And Officer Phil Ritchie, uh, with the Alfreda Department of Public Safety, made me a John Party fan after hours and hours and hours of listening to John Party. During ride-alongs. Does John Party have hours and hours If you and listen hours to the same songs over Ooh. and over and over again, you do get hours and hours and hours of John Party. So I, I've had a lot of people reach out and ask about the Caddy Wagon with Richie and Raider podcast. And season two is coming. As a matter of fact, I promise you it is. Uh, we're in the studio later today in this studio, as a matter of fact, with uh, Richie and Canon Raider. And we're going to be recording some episodes. And um, listen, season two has been delayed a good bit because... Um, he travels all the time. Listen, I don't know what kind of vacation package that, that police officers have. Seriously. But Richie is out of town more than he is in town. And so it's been a little challenging to get him in the studio. Um, I've had people also ask if season two is being delayed because of um, some, there's some criticism of a certain canine team within the Alfred Department of Public Safety. And there was an investigation. And, and listen, the answer to that is a very strong not at all that had nothing to do with the delays just a scheduling issue 
I had people reach out to find when I guess when they read the story to find out if that was Raider. And I said, uh, she gums people. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yep. Um, Richie's also, don't tell him I said this, but he's like on this, uh, he he's, has this fixation right now of fishing. It's crazy. He thinks he's going to be like Roland Martin. Yeah. He could be. Or Ray Scott. Nah. Okay. Have you fished with him? I have not, but I see his, uh, his social media. And his catches, his bounty. Yes. It's not very like, okay. He's traveling to Florida like every third day, it seems, right now to, to, to do fishing tournaments. And, and he's actually, he's doing okay. Okay. So maybe there's something there. Season two's coming. I promise you that. Caddy Wagon with Richie and Raider. And you can catch up on season one. Uh, check out my uh, link in the bio on my Instagram account and Twitter and, and Facebook too. Florida Georgia Line. Posted on Instagram. Was this Friday, I guess, maybe five days ago, Donna? Yep. That they are, uh, they're going to, hit pause on their tour because of the COVID-19 flare-ups nationwide. Do you know where Tyler Hubbard and Haley are right now? Positano, Italy with two other couples. And they were there Saturday. Like, it's like, are, are you traveling like that? I, well, I, I don't know, but I mean, I'm like, was the trip planned? And then they just moved it up because the buses got parked. It was very strange because they put out that, you know, Instagram um, statement. And then honestly, like the next morning, I expected like this kind of heavy post of them coming back into Nashville and him and his wife were in Positano, Italy with like two other couples just having a great time eating. And I mean, they look amazing. And these, you know, every time those two go to Italy, it's like they have professional photographers following along with them that take these pictures. Well, they may. And, well I think they do. And their outfits match and they're like all Italy. And I'm like, <sighs> who put this together in 24 hours? You know, well, I don't think that was the case. That's I, fascinating. I, yeah. Although they, they, they fly private and I, I just that's 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 a quick turnaround. If that was the case. Yeah. They said that we're so bummed to have to cancel this tour. But we know in our hearts that we still have to make sure we're keeping our fans and crew safe. We love y'all and can't wait to be back out when the time is right. When is that time going to be? I don't know, but I, do you, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I think it's worse when people hold tickets and one night's on, one night's off. This one, you know, oh, Charlotte's a go. Atlanta's not a go. I think it's a huge disappointment. Well, I some, think, of the, some of those decisions, hang on, are being made because of hotspots, COVID hotspots. They, they, they'll go to certain cities, but they don't want to go to certain well, cities that have, have very high numbers. I don't know. It's like, is it easier just to cancel the entire I'm thing? I'm sure it is much easier to do that. But you disappoint fans in the cities where there really isn't a flare up or, or where you could handle, you know, Al Dean, Jason Aldean was in Atlanta this past weekend, 17, 18,000 people. Packed. Um, very similar to what we were talking about with Hamilton two masks. at the beginning. I counted them. There were two masks in the you crowd of 18,000. Well, and I, again, it was very similar to what we were talking about at the beginning. I think everyone was so excited to see him at the stage and Hardy because you haven't seen live music in a long time. I've seen Jason Aldean so many times and I told you like Saturday night, I'm like, I'm driving down there, but I didn't. Don't I worry. I said hit the road. I didn't. Don't worry. Yeah. Garth Brooks has also decided to park the buses. Um, five shows. The remaining stops on his entire stadium tour have now been canceled, and this includes his show at Nissan Stadium. Remember um, the thunderstorms and the, the the horrible lightning and all that stuff that made people run for the hills about three weeks ago, I think, in Nashville? Uh, that show will not be rescheduled. You do have a point, though. Like, when when will you get when would they, when will they feel comfortable that they have the all clear? Because if you think about it. It was just, let's get everybody to a certain vaccination point, and then we're good to go. So when, when is that going to be? I don't know. I don't know. I worried about Hamilton. Yeah. In Broadway. Yeah. I said to you three weeks ago, fingers crossed, 
let's let's hope that we get this in because yeah. there's a very good chance that you know here in Atlanta, Lamar County Schools, which is they're in the North Georgia Mountains, they're canceling school for two weeks, effective today, because the numbers are so high. Cobb County's in a state of Marietta City Schools yeah. today issued a, 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 a mask mandate for the kids you know, going in. Superintendent Grant Rivera Rivera Rivera. Um, said, you know what, we're not going to do masks. But here we are three weeks into the school year, and he's now doing a mask mandate. So, I, you know, I don't but, know. But all the parents are coming at him. And I'll also say, like, Charlotte School, our youngest, our oldest goes to Fulton County Schools, which is a public school, large school system here in Atlanta. And they're having to mask all day. Our youngest goes to a private school, and they've been very adamant that they're not going to mask. Well, they've sent some things out saying that it's not their intention. But also, I think for parents, and I get it, you know, and, and you're either for it against it whatever but what I do think people have to understand is that it changes quickly and so I saw a lot of people in Marietta City Schools who were coming after him but what what's the alternative if things are you know if you start out and school starts and you're at a you know five to six percent you know ratio of people who are infected that's one thing then if you get into your school year and you're up into the 70 80s I mean what choice do they have I think like the schools, Donna, artists and concert promoters and venue owners like Live Nation and AEG, it's only a matter of time until the concert venues anyway, with Live Nation and AEG say, you know what, we're just let's let's just hit pause to the end of the year. I think that's coming up in the in the in the next few days. I do. I don't know about I that. I do. I do. There's too much risk. Too much risk. Liability for not only the concert promoters and the venue owners, but for the artists, you know, and I, um, I, ta- I don't want that. To happen. We got air church tickets for Greenville, I know, South Carolina. That. We haven't talked about this, but we need to pull precedent for this. I'm hearing rumblings of like a federally mandated, you know, vaccine that it, the, the, the government is going to say that it's federally mandated so that companies can then say you have to be man, you know, you have to be vaccinated to work here. What's the likelihood of that happening? I think what's more likely is they expedite the approval which is kind of this thing nobody seems to care about at this point. But once they, all of the vaccines are officially FDA per, approved yes. and they're not under this sort of emergency order, then it gives clearance for the companies to be like, well, these are federally approved now, so they're in the same category as measles and all these other things. And and I, that's probably going to happen before they go to the last case the scenario. But level. lots of venues in Atlanta are requiring vaccine cards to go. I think yeah. that happens before venues start canceling. I do things. too. I hope. I do too. I hope certainly, and, and don't we expect a fourth vaccine to be announced today? Well, a booster shot, so it'd be a third booster shot. It, it is approved, so they're they're working on getting it out there. Yeah, but that's a great point because if if they come out and say that these have clearance, they're you know everything is safe, then you can't use the excuse. I'm scared. I mean, I guess you can, but mm-hmm. at that point, you could lose your job. Well, and and to be clear, they have already said that everything is safe, but right. they're they're currently under this kind of emergency provision that was part of the warp speed thing. So as soon as that's over, then they're officially, officially categorized in the same thing as all these other things we do every year, flu shot, measles, all these other things. Very interesting. Indeed. I'll take decisions that backfired for $200, Donna. Hmm. Jeopardy announced just over a week ago, I think, that Mike Richards, who was the EP, the executive producer of Jeopardy for years, and and goes back to an EP at The Price is Right even, that out of all of the guest host slots that they filled over months after Alex Trebek died, that Mike Richards was going to be the new host of Jeopardy. Well, now 
he has stepped down. And this has raised questions over the integrity of the selection process because um, CBS, you were telling me, Donna, says that they vetted. Oh, my God. They went through this whole thing about how they spent more time on this candidate than anybody else that they've ever vetted throughout the process. Well, I mean, they've had Alex Trebek forever, so I don't think that they've had to vet anyone. But it was just this. It's like then you need some more investigators because this has been common knowledge. He's talked about this podcast in, in interviews that he's done as he was rolling up to be the Jeopardy host. I'll tell you what I thought about. You have no chance in hell of being the Jeopardy host. Why? All they have to do is listen to this podcast. Well, but we're not. We're, we're, we have audio. Yeah. Some some clips that, that they questioned from from Mike's podcast that we're going to play for you here in a second. But I don't think that there's anything that I've, I, I don't go. I don't do that kind of stuff. Well, I didn't say that, but I mean, you know, some of these things, they'd be like, hmm, Lord. Yeah, well, sure, they would. A yeah. lot of them, they'd be like, hmm, Lord, but I don't yeah. know that it would keep me from <laughs> advancing to a job or anything. I hope well, I'm not. not. I'm not saying that. Problem. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying, like, to host, like, Jeopardy or something. So after all the vetting, it's this podcast that gets them. And we've said before, podcasting. It'll get you. When, when you are in a room and you're with friends and you're not in a, like, a, a, a proper studio, so to speak, you feel like you're sitting around a kitchen table. And you're playing cards and talking with your friends. And sometimes during a podcast, you may say things that you would not. And this speaks to celebrities as well. Uh, you wouldn't say things that you normally would not if you were you knew you're on a morning radio show or if you were on Good Day El Paso or something like that. You would you would kind of filter yourself. Well, you forget the access that people have to the information because it's not like you're live on a radio show or TV and you're like, OK, it's being broadcast out. But you forget that it lives forever and people can go find the audio. This is uh, Mike Richards' podcast called The Random Show, and it was promoted to listeners as a look. Random. Random. Oh. That's a play on random. I just got that. There's another yeah. episode title. Uh, it was promoted to listeners as a look behind the scenes at The Price is Right. Now, Donna, it's a 42-second clip. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to play as much uh, until you tell me not to, until you tell me to hit pause and you're just too uncomfortable to okay. go further. Okay? So you're the, you're the, the litmus test on this. Here we go. To the point to where Beth got kidding. a job being a, was it a booth hoe? Is that right? Yes. At, at CES? It was a booth babe. I don't think yeah. they use the word hoe for that. <laughs> what is a booth babe? A booth, a booth slut is someone okay. who dresses Stop. up okay, in we're done. Yeah. That's it. very provocative clothes. Said, Stop the tape, PT. Stop the tape. Stop. Okay. Stop. CES is the consumer electron. What? I've been to the consumer electronic show and it's out of control. Here's the thing about the consumer electronic show. It goes in Vegas and it runs congruent, or it used to, with the porn show, the porn star show. Is that not true, Preston? Yes. yes. Not okay, that you, I'm not to, saying you, to, I, I, I just know he knows. How did either, either of you know this? Because I used to date a guy that was in the uh, video, but legitimate video. Was he the cameraman or the star? No, he, in, for Universal, in, but he did legitimate video. Because uh, like when movies used to come out on video, oh my God, he, we had to go to the Consumer Electronics Show. And c for whatever reason... At the same time this show was in town, the porn show was in town. And it was just like, and I think it was part of Consumer Electronics, but it was maybe a different division. I think they started together and then they'd split up. But I'm, they I'm split up, yeah. yeah. I, I want to make it clear that I, yeah. You I have not attended. been to either of these events. Yes. Have you ever gotten a badge? Have you paid to be part PT of the porn convention? <laughs> like, has it ever said Preston Thompson? You know? I don't, I don't think I've ever wanted to be heard more on the show when I say I have not. 2006 <laughs> porn convention. Yeah. VIP. Preston. Like he's got gold star. Preston yeah. has gold stars on his badge. You know, you're wears oh, around his neck. His at lanyard. the pool. 
Yes. Like, don't you hate when you go, like if you're listening to this and you're in sales or anything and you go to conventions and you go out by the pool and people are still wearing their badges without their shirt on? Like, sir, you don't need your badge. We know you're here. I don't need to know your name. No, Jim, you're in the pool with your badge and your Mai Tai. Stop. Stop. Who was a guy from Texas, a Texas artist I added to the uh, hype song, the original one, the hype song playlist that uh, Boat Show Babe was his song? Oh, yes. Kind of the same premise where, you know, the they, they hire... Very attractive ladies, ladies who who are paid to um, model at the auto show or that, but to actually make you they're feel much welcome, more intelligent at the auto show. Welcome to the booth and to pull you in, so yes. to speak, into the booth, so that yes. they can sell you a product. Yes. Okay, back to the Jeopardy story. So yes. now I'm hearing, are they going to pick Lavar Burton? Like, who are they going to pick? Who's that? Isn't Lavar Burton the one that who's up for it? There's two people that are up. Yeah, Ken, LeVar, Ken LeVar Jennings. Burton yeah, used LeVar to be Burton. on Star Trek, and yep. I don't know. It's like a good like culture fit for Jeopardy. Perfect. Okay. That. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So I don't know who's up next, but hopefully they have a better vetting process. Mike Roberts is stepping back, stepped aside. Do you think he did it or do you think that uh, CBS did it? I think when they picked him, he was probably like, whoa, I hope they don't go back and listen to listen this. Listen to the uh, random yeah. podcast. Yeah. And they did. They did. Shop now, pay later, gallery furniture, 1600 Browns Bridge Road, Gainesville. If you need a... Uh, Something for your living room. If you need something for the kitchen, if you need uh, furniture for any room in the house, and not just furniture, Donna, but uh, accent tables, accent chairs, accessories, lamps, rugs, Donna has them all at Gallery Furniture. Yeah, she's ready to go. If you are getting ready to get Mm. your house ready, football season's coming. Is there anything worse than going to someone's house to watch football? Like, you want to be at the most comfortable house. Like, you don't want to be in some odd chairs or somebody brings a chair in from the kitchen. You want to be in one of those huge sectionals where you can put your feet up and, like, you can put your cup in the middle, put your beer in that little, like, cup holder thing mm-hmm. and people just bring you food like you're the king and the queen well that's what you can do at gallery furniture they have a beautiful selection of sectionals and some of them have power lifts on them where you can do like you know put your legs up you can recline amazing and they're beautiful the thing about it is sectionals are very modern now um, we actually have a sectional in our house because we have all these kids and when everybody comes into the um, big family room everybody gets to sit on it and unfortunately the dogs lay on them too but that's a whole other story if you are looking to buy a lift chair. Donna has rows and rows and rows of lift chairs. A gallery furniture. You can sleep. You can sit. You can stand. And the chair does all the work for you. I need that. You have shaky knees. You need a lift yes, chair. Yes, I do. Gallery furniture. A 16,000 square foot showroom and warehouse. 30 years plus, Donna, in the business. Local business. Shop local. Small business. We love them. Ask for the Wolfman. Ask for Donna. Recliners from 299 Gallery Furniture, Gainesville. I want to introduce you to Linda Evans, not that Linda Evans, the actress, right? Yes. The other Linda Evans. One of the most inspiring women I've met in a very, very long time. I was invited to host the Dragon Boat Race and Festival in Ackworth, Georgia, which is about uh, 40 miles northwest of the city of Atlanta. And it was for a great cause, Loving Arms which is a nonprofit that reaches out uh, uh, to help cancer patients and their families. Linda Evans is 79 years old. And four years ago, she decided to put together, to create, and to execute the Dragon Boat Race and Festival. And here's why. Linda's a two-time breast cancer survivor. She's traveled to Canada and Italy to participate in Dragon Boat Races with other breast cancer survivors. Um, 
she told me Donna she's going to travel to New Zealand in the next year and row and paddle with a team representing the U.S. at then 80 years old next year. Amazing. In New Zealand. Amazing. Prior to her breast cancer, Linda had never rowed. She had never paddled. Uh, she wasn't even familiar, had no idea what dragon boat racing was. What it does, though, Donna, is it helps after you have, uh, if you have breast cancer and, and you have um, scar tissue mas- well, or mastec- yeah. mas- mastectomy where they're removed. Yes. Um, the the paddle motion yeah. can help to heal yeah. and also give you relief. And this has been proven in, in different um, different studies with scientists. So four years ago, Linda Davis decided, uh, Linda Evans rather, decided to throw this thing together. And it was one of the most well-executed charity events that I've ever been involved in. And I've done many in, in my years. Uh, in, in radio here in Atlanta, 26 years, it was inspirational. It truly was. I came home and told you, I said, Donna, yeah, it was great. Linda Evans was, uh, she, I want you to meet this lady, this young lady. So were the teams made up? Did each team have breast cancer survivors or people going through? Not necessarily. There were three different divisions. You had survivors. And in these boats, um, they're 46 feet long. And there's about 22 team members, 20 paddlers. And then they have a drummer who, who kind of keeps the beat. Row, you know, yeah, don't, the rhythm. Don't, don't. Um, and then they have uh, one steerer at the rear of the boat. And so the teams were either survivors, local businesses, or government cities, municipalities, like the city of Ackworth, the city of Powder Springs had a boat, and um, city of Marietta, I think, had a boat too. Can you imagine, like, like some of those officials, I mean, I'm not saying this, but they're not always in the best of shape. So, like, can you imagine the mayor of, like, Powder Springs? He's like, listen, can I be the drummer? Like, you know what I mean? Like, he's yeah. like, I'm going to be the drummer. Like, I mean, that's what I'd want to be. but Because it's hard work. Have you ever rode? I, I haven't. I, I watched them all day. It was like eight hours. It's I watched intense. Them. Listen, I got sore and weak just watching them from the beach. Okay. Because they're out in the water. You know? Where'd they get all the boats? There's a company in Knoxville. I asked the same thing. It's called Dynamic Racing, Boat Racing, I think. And so they brought down Thursday, early morning, like four boats. They bring the buoys. They bring the life jackets, the oars, and a team of people who 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 run the, the stopwatches and um, all I've got that a great stuff. idea. What's that? We should get two boats from those people and we should have pod people, pod peeps get in our boats. Okay. And like Preston can be my drummer. Carl could be your drummer mm-hmm. and we'll have a race and we can donate whoever wins. We could donate the money to charity. I love it. Let's do this though. Yep. Let's do it next year mm-hmm. around the dragon boat racing festival. Okay. So that we don't have to have dynamic racing, bring down two more, but that's, that's, that's an expense. That's a lot yeah. to haul those down. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine those boats going down the highway? My boat will kick your boat's ass. I'm telling you. Okay. Because I'll get like, I'm going to have like really strong rowers. I'm already thinking of our pod peeps who I'm going to put in there. Yeah. yeah. Nathan Roberts. Yeah. Well, yeah. Who has COVID, we learned. I know. Big pod peep. Yeah. So everybody think about him. You've seen these boats before. They have the huge dragon head on the front. And yep. they're, they're very ornamental. Is that the word? Mm-hmm. And uh, dragon boat racing has its roots like back 2,000 years throughout southern China. And I think even back to like the original games in Greece. The Olympics and things. So, I love that. Linda Evans, you motivate me. You inspire me. And uh, you had a very impactful um, impression on me. Well, Saturday. I think one of the things you said when you got home, which is so true, is like, this woman is how old? 80? 79. 79. And she's out here and she's created this charity and she's doing all this stuff. You're like, what am I doing? And not in a bad way, but I mean, I think that's a question for all of us is that I said to you the other day, I, I, I think that you know, I was talking to one of our kids about something different. There's no age limit on um, doing new things, on trying new things, on success, on learning a hobby. 
I mean, you look at her and, you know, she'd never rode a boat before. She'd never done this. So I think if there's, if you're listening and there's something you've been wanting to do, you just need to do it. And if nothing has taught us through all the things we're going through, like tomorrow's not guaranteed. So if there's something you're dying to do, go do it. You know, you know what I'm dying to do? What are you dying to do, Donna? Well, I think I'm going to do a, um, I think I'm going to do a marathon. And I think that's what you do is you have to like put it out into the universe because then you're held accountable, you know? So I think I'm going to find a marathon to do. What what year do you suspect you'll be doing this? I don't know. Maybe next year. Really? Yep. Okay. Go for it. Yep. Are you in? Huh? With what? Marathon? Mm -hmm. No, absolutely not. Audio for this episode from the city of New York and the random, get it? Random podcast plus Donna, the Denny's 55 plus menu at Denny's, Denny's.com. Our thanks to executive producer Carl App in this episode of the My Second Act podcast, produced by Preston Thompson, PT, host of the Georgia Politics podcast and the Drafted podcast. New episodes on Tuesday and Thursday of Cadillac Jack, My Second Act, part of the Appen Podcast Network. I saw this post on, on Pot Peep Jennifer Hester's Instagram feed, and I wanted to go out with this. I thought it would do us all some good right now to hear it. Is it, is it original to, to Jennifer? I don't know, but I'm going to give her spot credit in her Instagram account. The post says this, your impact on other people is bigger than you think. Someone still giggles when they think of that funny thing you said. Someone still smiles when they think of the compliment you gave them. Someone, uh, someone silently admires you. The advice you give has made a difference for people. The support and love you've offered others has made somebody's day. Your input and opinions have made someone think twice. You're not insignificant and forgotten. Your existence makes a positive difference whether you see it or not.